to rest there mm. would be breaking. What was that noise, Jeff? Did you just mm. moan? Good <laughs> 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 I mean, we've had. I can't hear myself. We've had many. Leave them off until we get to Seth Price. We've had many. Can you say this in church podcast? Five hundred dollar days, five hundred dollar moves, or five hundred point moves. So mm-hmm. it could hit that twenty six nine. Again, twenty seven in a couple of days. That ain't happening. You're right. It could, but it's. I mean, it wouldn't be weird given the the moves, the swings that we've had. Yeah. You know what I recently. smell? Money. I smell a spinoff podcast. <laughs> no, you don't. Jeff mm. and Scott, hot stock talk. Welcome to bad hot. investing. <laughs> yeah. Do the opposite <laughs> of whatever we say. Mm. Or whatever I say. I'm terrible. We'll be bad investing because you're like, I'm going to go with this. I'm like, everybody hear that? Short, <laughs> whatever. Get your put o- get your put options in there. <laughs> and this is bad investing. <laughs> Somehow that makes you money. Go against whatever Scooter says. Yep. Hey. Mm. Hey, guys. Since Hi, Jeff. Hey, Zach. Zach here. Oh, you said my name. Thanks. <laughs> I had my Zach here preloaded. So. Yeah. Uh, can we do a little feedback right off the top since we don't have a lot of time? Let's and do it. And we've got a killer review to read. Let's do it. Feedback. Feedback. Well, first of all... I would encourage any listeners to rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. If you're whatever system you're using uh, and it allows reviews, give us a rating and review. I don't care what it says; just use your words. Three stars, two stars, one and a half stars. I mean, if you feel like five stars is in is in there for you, go for it. When I say use your words, I don't expect you to pull off what Barb Logan pulled off recently. Can you read that from that from there, Jeff? <laughs> well, let me put on my glasses. Barb Logan, February 14th, 2019. It's Frankly, a- when I started listening... You guys, you have tissues? I- Do you have tissues? <laughs> uh, frankly, when I started listening, I was unsure what the podcast was actually about, other than obviously Christian-based with a little beer. I had no idea that I would absolutely fall Same. in love... With all of three of y'all's dynamic, and yes, I said y'all, I'm from Texas. Woo! <laughs> I have binged, lis- I've binge listened to so many of your episodes that it's nuts. From the marriage episodes with Jeff and Tanya, and actually crying for them and their amazing journey, to Zach and his story about his loss and yet still manages to be an upbeat person, is uplifting in itself. I think Scott's perspective on the Bible is obviously extremely close to what I have been taught. Conservative, obviously. LOL. I have had many questions through the years. Where's that funny? Go ahead. (laughs) I've had many questions through the years. Hearing Scott's conservative perspective is familiar, coupled with Jeff and Zach, it's so refreshing. 
the fact that you all can be so different, but still friends is extremely heartwarming. It gives me hope that I will one day be so brave to have the conversation with in my community, but with love, not anger. You have great guests. I loved Steve Austin a lot, and actually my son has been battling with some of the same things he battled. After listening to his story, I encouraged him to look him up, and he immediately resonated with him. It was a blessing that he didn't feel like he was the only one. If I hadn't been to you guys, I might not have ever found him. Thank you all so much. And Jeff, please don't ever think you should quit the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just for you, I will stick it out forever and ever or until I stop. I may only be one simple person from nowhere, Texas, but you have impacted my life in an amazing way. Keep it up, you three. Much love from Tejas. All right. Thanks, Barb. Thank you, Barb. Shout out we to Tejas. We don't know this Barb, right? Not mm. that I'm aware of. Okay. I know very few people from Texas. None of them are named Barb. No? Yeah, so there likewise. you go. Well, yeah. Barb just put the wind in my sails. Yeah. It looks good, by the way, your sails. Mm. Nice. The way they fluff out from behind you. Well, I needed them. that extra you know, energy of... F- you know, to get me going because I've I'm so heavy. Some tailwind. <laughs> Not that we don't like that headwind. I can't get any lift. So leave us five stars. Socials are Bros Bibles Beer, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Okay, great. BBBpod.com. There's an extra B in there probably, but uh yes. Anything else? Yes. Oh yeah, the quote. Dude, I sent you guys a quote today. Oh yes. The you quote. Did. And I stumbled on it online, and uh, I'll just share it with the the listening audience, and we can all play along. Who said this? Seriously, Scott, what is that? Do you know what that is? Oh, that GIF. I'm going to say that was made in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably so right. It's an animated GIF of a puppy. That's a USB puppy. First, I'm like, that's a large dog on, is that furniture? It's just a close-up shot of a USB drive. All right, everybody. All right, the quote. First, (laughs) masturbation can be a form of homosexuality because it is a sexual act that does not involve a woman. If a man were to masturbate while engaged in other forms of sexual intimacy with his wife, then he would not be doing so in a homosexual way. However... Any man who does so without his wife in the room is bordering on homosexuality. Uh, homosexuality activity. Probably want to respell that person. Particularly if he's watching himself in a mirror and being turned on by his own male body. End quote. So I asked you guys to guess. Scott's guess was good first. I mean, Pat Robertson. Yeah. I mean, that's solid every... <laughs> He likes to blame a lot of things on the gays. Anytime there's a huge storm or an earthquake somewhere, it's probably the gays' fault. Did I cheat? Did I take a guess? Um, I'm going to take a guess right now. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. You said it's not Jostein. <laughs> it's not Jostein. Jostein. I'm going to say Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Hmm. <laughs> you got uh, that or Bill Clinton. Wait, what if Richard what if Dawkins? I, uh, what if a like a trans gendered uh dude 
is doing it. Um, would that would that be gay then? Because he's like in like in drag, but drag doesn't necessarily equal homosexual. I'm not sure we say drag anymore, what, Scott. What are we? Oh, sorry, draggy. No, whatever. whatever that's Scott at brosbabblespeer.com. Barb's about to knock it down to four stars. <clears throat> so I don't know what we. I, I don't think they use drag anymore. I think it's just. I could be. Um, you hmm. just. If they're transitioning or if they are trans, they are there. So they wouldn't be wearing drag. They were wearing whatever they want. We just call it. We're all transitioning. We just call it normal now. That's not what I said. Carry on. I don't know. The answer to your question, I don't know. It's above my pay grade. So are we going to. Are you you going to enlighten us on the answer? they're, They're dressed as a woman looking in the mirror. Then they're not gay. We're talking about for a really, 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 really small percentage well, of people. Well, maybe Mark Driscoll <laughs> yes. can give us the answer. Drags, drags are. That's that. who it was. It was Mark percentage. Driscoll. Scott Googled it. Right? I Googled it. Oh, dang. Cheater. Oh, that's right. But it, w- it was Mark Driscoll from a long time ago. Okay. Um, huh. I'm not sure if he's updated. Can we just say we haven't talked about it on the podcast that he was supposed to be a guest? <laughs> right. What, why is that funny? I'm just kidding. Because... He hasn't been. <laughs> they did bail out. I'm guessing they saw all the explicit E's next to our titles. Um, that's just one guess. But they did bail out and haven't heard from them since. A full full disclosure, I'm I'm not disappointed. Personally, we are three different individuals on this podcast, and I threw out that their people got in contact with us, and both the U's were all for it. And so I said, let's do it. And we tried to schedule it. We had a date on the schedule. Go ahead, open that. Just name it. It's I just saw Belching Beaver. Belching Beaver. And it's a double IPA. Mosaic. mosaic. Double IPA. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think we'd be opposed to having... Uh, well, you guys weren't. Right. And because you weren't, and we don't all see things the same way, I'm like, well, it's it would be stupid of me not to like do what you guys want. And so we tried. They sent us three copies of his book, his yeah. new book, Jesus Behaving Badly. No, it's a different book. Spirit-filled. Spirit-filled Jesus. Uh, yes. Yeah. Spirit-filled Jesus, and we were going to talk about it. Um, Speaking of homosexuality. You know what he also said once? He said that women are penis houses or homes for penises. A version of that. It's not well, an exact quote. To we make should, a baby, it needs to be a home. At least temporarily. For a little bit. <laughs> 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 we could probably Google that one. Honey, too. I'm going to need to park for just a oh, moment. Oh, okay. Now gotta we're going to have children. I got to be careful as I Google penis houses. Oh, wow. So, um, real. Yeah. Mm. We have real time feedback. Jimmy Pacini just tweeted at us as we're sitting here. We haven't heard from Jimmy in a while. Yeah. But hey. Well, hi, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk about Bradley Cooper for a moment because we were talking about homosexuality and I have feelings. So, okay. but go back to Jimmy right. Pacini. You have feelings about Bradley Cooper? Listen, yes. Well, wasn't that clear? Inter- okay. We'll talk about it. So, he's on your safe list. Your wife knows you might, you would tip it, take a dip in those dreamy pool okay, eyes. Okay. So, and I have Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams. <laughs> Scott, what? we'll find out yours next. Uh, listening to Abro's Babbles Beer, episode 102, and it took me a hot minute. This one is entitled Chicken Pox Party. We talked briefly about the oh, yeah, that's right. MAGA hat kids. 
He says, it took me a hot minute to figure out what the hashtag MAGA hat was. Is this a good or a bad thing? Question mark, exclamation point. Hashtag alls I'm saying. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Son of a gun stole my line. He's like you. I mean, at least you know what a MAGA hat is, but you were just blissfully unaware of that whole situation, which tickles me. I love it. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Via the Twitters. So last night, um, we're watching the... It's the it's the day after the Oscars, and uh, I'm I'm sitting there watching watching with my wife, and you know she's like, "All right, fast forward through that, fast forward that." I don't want to, I don't care about you know. We find out who wins, and then we move on, and and then we get to where, um, oh my gosh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are singing the song, and like the world stopped in my home, like so. Oh wait, 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 wait. hold on. Oh my gosh, Bradley Cooper. And I'm like, hello? Hello? (laughs) I'm your husband. And she's like, oh, wow. I would love to be Lady Gaga right now. Just. And then at the very end, he put his. Wait, you said that, not your wife? No, yeah, she did. She put. (laughs) They put their faces really close together. And and my wife, I I could feel a, a heat coming off of her that. Um, that was disturbing, and I look over at her, and she's her eyes are just glazed over. She's like, uh, just Bradley Cooper Gaga. Half of her face was like <laughs> drooping. She has she's having a mini stroke. <laughs> Seriously, she kept saying stuff, and I'm like, "Hi, I'm your husband, Jeff." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, hi." <laughs> I'm like, we're watching the Oscars together. You're really into bradley cooper i mean i think he's good looking too but what's going on here oh man I, I only saw pictures yeah there are people that complain about that movie star is born that bradley cooper he kind of turned it into a male role when it's really about a, should be like a female oh interesting female should be the lead i haven't seen it yet i've heard it i mean i never seen it i never will i don't care just saying that's what people are saying you probably shouldn't given your proclivity for for Barbara Streisand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're we're I'm I'm in the clear. I think they probably both so, have perfect. Hey, can pitch. we go back to the penis home thing? Okay, penis home. Give so, us the quote. Okay, it is safe to Google because that is long, just put Mark Driscoll before penis house or home, and it's the first one that pops up. Uh, no pun intended. So this is the HuffPo uh, <laughs> from. Uh, Scott just like goes. Oh, I didn't keeps, even notice that. Keeps charging. I know. I didn't so even keep so charging forward. Yeah. Charge forward. This is back in 2014. Apparently, Driscoll said this in the early 2000s. But <laughs> this is what he said. The first thing to know about your penis is that, despite the way it may seem or see, it is not. It does your, have one eye? Yeah. It <laughs> shut <laughs> the front doors. <laughs> All right. Continue. Charge. Not great uh, peripheral vision. Just straight ahead. Or, well, I mean, not... So, okay. You know, <laughs> um, it is not your penis. Driscoll allegedly wrote, ultimately, God created you, and it is That's his, his penis. penis. <laughs> no, he didn't. You are simply borrowing it for a while. No. Let me give you God's penis tonight, No, honey. he did not say that. What's wrong with this guy? It's out of context. Come on. This was when he was... I hope it's out of context. <laughs> well, I don't, oh, but I don't know what other context It's got to be out of context. It's this. totally ridiculous. If it is when he was posting as William Wallace... 
would he for, actually say I borrowed you're borrowing God's penis? As I think for a while he was posting on a message board under the moniker like William Wallace One for or fun. Like that. Well, he was trolling people. Trying to get a rise. I think he was saying what he wants to say. Yeah. Unprotected. Okay. okay so listen. Okay. So there's more. <laughs> let's, uh, let's just go on um, uh, with this quote here. This is, this is, again, from the Huffington Post. Quote. Oh, gosh. Uh, um, now he's never coming on. Knowing that his, knowing, so knowing that his penis would need a home, God created a woman to be your wife, and when you marry her and look down... You will notice that your wife is shaped differently than you and makes a very nice home. Mm. He goes on. Oh, I like this part. Um, Slow down, Scott. Oh, good grief. Um, <laughs> though, <clears throat> though you may believe your hand is shaped like a home, it is not. <laughs> oh, and definitely don't look at yourself in the mirror. <clears throat> That's my editorial uh yeah, that would be weird. Editorialized. Okay, okay, good. It, it gets better. And though... This is better? Yeah. And though women, other than your wife, may look like a home, <laughs> to rest there mm. would be breaking... What's that noise, Jeff? Did you mm. just moan? <laughs> good grief. Um, although... although uh, that women, was my Christian mode. <laughs> mm. Although oh. women other mm. than your wife may look like a home, oh, Lord. To, to rest there would be breaking into another man's home. If you look at a man, it's quite obvious that what a homeless man does not need is another man without a home. We End need quote. the okay. ring doorbell system for vaginas to prevent break-ins. You don't want to break into another man's home you especially don't want to hear like, hey, what are you doing? Who's there? You guys know what the ring system is? No. Actually, that would no. be weird if, if, if he gets an alert on his phone. He's like, mm, that's not me. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you, Scott. That's Quote what I was trying week. to get to. Quote of the week. Oh. Fantastic. Adultery's uh, not funny, Jeff. Stop laughing. It's not funny. I committed So I, I see where he was going with that. I didn't say that. <laughs> You committed it? What'd you just say? Well, isn't it a wool adultery if you sleep with somebody's wife? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. I'm okay. I'm, well, there okay. you go. And this was uh, yeah. not currently or no. during your current marriage. No. Previous. You can go back to episode blah, 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 when Jeff talks <laughs> yeah, about right. his marriage. All right. And continue. <sighs> but then again, it wasn't a believer, so it doesn't count. Continue. Hashtag forgiven. Am I right? So I think Mark Driscoll, I read a good chunk of that book, and I feel like he's coming out of the closet as a, let me finish. Homosexual masturbator? No. Although it wouldn't surprise me. No, allegedly. I didn't say that. No. Jeff, I, I disagree with what I just said. I'm just reacting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth. You're walking into this. We got Seth Price. Seth. Can we say this in church? church. That's what I want to know. Uh, can we say this in church? We just said all this junk. Can we say if it? If you're staring in a mirror at yourself, masturbating, you could be homosexual. You could. <laughs> if you stare at yourself in a mirror, will you? By the you way. You might be homosexual. <laughs> to do uh, Jeff Hey, Fox I watched Joe Steen last night. I had nothing else to do. I watched Joe Steen. 
as you guys call him. Well, those two words uh, sound good together. He's I had so nothing good, else to do. Dude, Joel Steen's so good. I love listening to him, even though his eye, eyes blink like every time he talks. And he lacks eyebrow, no, eyelash length, which uh, makes the blinking weird. Oh, man. Does he ever say, I do declare? I don't think so. At least he didn't last saying, night. I do declare. He tells stories so well. I'm engaged l- listening to him. I'm, I just, the, there's the, the clapping, there's parents having the babies clap, yeah. and it's fantastic. He's a good, he's an easy whipping boy ah, when so you're, good. when you're in, when you're in church or you're grow up Christian and you're concerned about biblical authority and that stuff. He's an easy person to make fun of because he's very theologically light, but I, I actually have stopped, uh, criticizing him in the same i mean i, I poke fun his stories but are so some people are really affected by it and if that's you god bless you okay Hashtag according bless. according to the daily dot keep in mind scott we need to call seth right now uh he did he posted that under william wallace too you know what this um, is a good conversation seth. to bring so, yeah, seth that, into <laughs> yeah let's let's call him up i'm gonna do a real one more thing but i had it lo- before we call seth oh, sorry i I didn't finish my thought on, <laughs> he came out of the closet, got distracted by jokes. Uh, as, he's reformed, and I'm guessing he's still kind of reformed, but Mark Driscoll, this book, Spirit-Filled, uh, and I'm, what's the name for people that are slain in the spirit? Uh, Pentecostal. I'm wondering if there's a little bit of coming out of the closet, a little bit as a Pentecostal, because mm-hmm. he's leaving room for the Holy Spirit in a way that sometimes... Re- reform people can avoid because the spirit's tricky it's a little bit mysterious Ooh, and you can't like about the spirit put your finger on it as well as you would like to that's what that was Is my thought and that's it and it's finished i was talking with a guy um where did we go where did we go and listen to that live podcast the heretic happy hour and these guys, oh, it's off? Was that just last Saturday? Is that off? No, it's recording. Oh, okay. I'm calling him. It's okay. recording you. All right, thanks. Uh, and there was a guy talking about the Spirit. He's like, do you guys talk about the Holy Spirit? He's And he's like, I don't hear a lot of churches talk about the Holy Spirit. And, and there's this like thought of, I need to invite the Holy Spirit in. And I'm not so sure about that. Like the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is in you living and you're living it out l- listening to oh, that he's Holy calling Spirit. us good I just, for him i don't understand yeah there why is, there why is, there's this um, i need to invite do you think you need to invite uh well it, is it's he there not, come on hold on i'm answering bring him. him in zach come on what's taking so long <laughs> there he is squeeze in what's scott up? hi seth <laughs> how are you mr price I, i'm well how are you can you hear him I'm, i can't I hear, can hear him, him. very low you sir you cannot hear me. Oh, very. It's very low. Oh. How is that, Scott? It's a little better. Dude, am I plugged in? Yeah, give me a second. Okay. Gosh darn it! <laughs> Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I can't hear you. I, I so need Jeff, to be able to hear uh, people. So, uh, <laughs> can you hear us? Are we good? I guess you can because yes. he's laughing. Unless yes. you just got you have oh, some other thing. Play. Wait. Say something, Seth. S- say something. I'm oh, okay. There giving, it is. There he is. Up. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. which, which, so whose daughter is that back there? The little character. Yeah, there's a little blonde girl with pigtails there. Yeah, I got 
That's Gwen. <laughs> my my youngest. I was scared. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> oh my god! Standing, actually standing behind yes. you. I am freaking <laughs> out right now. <laughs> Can you hear now? Yes. Okay. This is weird. Mm. All right. Well, we'll go for it. Scott, what were we talking about? Well, about real quick. Uh, this is Jeff, Seth. Hey, Seth. Hey. And I'm Zach, and this is Scott. How's it going? Okay, hold on. What Scott, t- Scott, I can only see your shoulder. That's fine. He doesn't want anybody to it's see It's a nice him. shoulder. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he, he has... Hey, uh, I'm up here. <laughs> he, he has some insecurities. <laughs> That's fine. But look, you all still have your... See, this isn't happening, so... Oh, he pointed to his bald head. The good yeah. thing is nobody can see the shine coming off that spectacular frontal lobe. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Did you? Can we get real for a minute? If you brought it, yeah. up, you brought up your your uh, hair, your follicular uh-huh. challenges. Uh, as that was kicking in, and you realized it was happening, mm-hmm. was how was that for you? Was that a painful experience? Was there hiding? Did you Joe Rogan <laughs> it and try to get plugs at first? <laughs> no. Uh, so no, I read that story about Joe Buck, where he like almost lost his career from paralysis for. Uh, doing the hair plugs thing, and so it's not worth it. And um, I know I saw my brother, who's younger than me, who had less hair than me at the time, and so I felt like I was winning, and so that really helped ease okay. me into oh, it because nice. I was I was doing better than my brother. That's good. <laughs> we were talking about Mark Driscoll. We, no, well, no. we were talking yeah, about the something. spirit being in, oh the spirit inviting the spirit in. Um, okay, Seth, we were talking about the Holy Spirit. This I got in a conversation with a young guy, and he was asking somebody else. Um, do you talk about the Holy Spirit? And, you know, at our church, they don't really ever talk about the Holy Spirit, and I don't understand why. But there's there's uh, a couple of, um, I guess, thoughts here. You have to invite the Holy Spirit. Like, I want to invite the Holy Spirit. I like sure. that you're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's my thought that the Spirit lives in us, and, and we can be present and listening and let, you know, that... Holy Spirit guide us, mm-hmm. and there may be other factions out there. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Holy Spirit? Uh, well, I guess it's a little bit of all of those. But yeah, I was laughing because I find it odd that any part of God isn't already at church right now and tomorrow. And you know, that's just ridiculous. I, I don't know. I, I've <laughs> wrestled with that over the last year. Of like, why am I? praying for God to be here like was he not gonna if I didn't if I didn't pray right he's not here anymore right. I failed at life this worship service is a waste of your time you still need to tithe though but the rest of it was a waste of time <laughs> is there something is there is there like a superstition to us humans that we've got to you know I need to how dare you go no through, way go through the God you know we invite you into this space and I don't know that it's a superstition. I just think it's a bad way to pray, and okay. it's all we know how to do. And and you get to shame people in that way. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to ask you, Seth, because we are definitely going to circle back and talk about uh, your origins, but uh, get to know you a little bit more. But since we you are human, stumbled correct? into this right away, just, you just came from leading worship, correct? Yeah. Well, practicing to lead worship. Okay. Yeah. So worship practice, band practice. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Although there wasn't many of us there tonight, but yeah. Yeah, I I play in 
Jeff and I go to the same church and I play in that worship band. Um, and so worship is something that I'm definitely thinking a lot about and changing a lot. I still enjoy playing, but I'm not, I'm not where most people are when the worship's going on. That's not where I'm at. I enjoy well, you're on, do- you're on the stage. That's a statement of fact. Correct, Seth. Well done. <laughs> it would be weird. Actually, it might be kind of cool. I'm just sitting down in the front row playing guitar, mm-hmm. you know, just hanging out with the people. Locking eyes with the front row. Yeah. Definite eye contact. That would be disturbing. But I have been with, there's been people in the past that have pl- come through this group and are really into playing forever and not stopping a lot of jamming you may have heard um spontaneous worship you may have heard mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. which it, that reminds me of linda richmond uh i'm dating myself it goes way back to saturday Night Live. Gay thing isn't it linda richmond mike myers played her and said said the partridge family is ne- neither a partridge nor a family discuss <laughs> i <laughs> you haven't heard that no it makes me okay so it comes to my mind and it cracks me up. I'm sorry. Spontaneous note. worship is, is neither it, spontaneous nor worship. Is that discuss. the lady who's like, I'm becoming verklempt? Yes, that's oh, her. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know my SNL. That's old school. For all I care. What that man has done as a filmmaker and as a Jew is remarkable. <laughs> now I'm verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. The chickpea is neither a chick nor a pea. Discuss. Anyways, but the complaint being from this individual was because we were holding to a certain time frame to get our worst, our three songs up front done, we, we didn't... There's only so much wiggle room you can do to jam songs out and extend them and to really just, just jam and dig on that together. And there was accu- accusations of limiting the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. by sticking to a time structure, we were accused of limiting the Holy Spirit, uh, which <laughs> drove me nuts at the time. Now it's like it, I'm almost speechless about it, although I'm still talking. What do you think about that? Can you limit the Holy Spirit? No. How, how could you? <laughs> well, it's, it's, not, a, it's um, not a question of limit. Let him answer. And then you can answer. You can follow up. No, okay. No, 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 do it. Do it. Bring it. But I just say it's it's not it it's um the you're you're limiting the spirit's work in your life if you don't allow God mm. to work in your life or if you don't um allow like scripture to speak to you or the spirit to move you or um uh, to to speak to you so Jesus in like in Revelation it says uh let uh, he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches um so we can buy our either our actions or our thoughts, not, not allow that to happen in our lives. It, mm-hmm. I think it's a mistake to think that, oh, we're Christians, therefore we have the Holy Spirit, therefore anything we do is therefore of the Spirit. That, that's, well, that's not true. I, I know. That's, I know that's so, so to say that if, if we're going to say that the, the Spirit is not limited by doing that, so if we just go and do our own will— then that is, I think that's what's being talked about there. That's how the Spirit is limited in our lives, by us doing our own will and not doing the will of God. I almost want to agree with you, but, um, but you I won't. also disagree with you. <laughs> Seth, Seth well, go ahead. You, So you, you were quoting Revelation 3 there, right? Uh, Isn't that what you said, 3? Yeah. So that's like where 
that whole book is like, churches, you're doing it wrong, and now let me tell you a word. So I'm always fearful to quote that when I'm talking about things that I want to do right, um, more as a uh, be careful that you don't do it wrong, because I'm about to open all these seals, and let's do this thing. Although I'll be real honest, I'm not real good on Revelation, but I think that's the message to um, Sardis, or I don't know how you say that, Sardai, Sardis, Sardis. Sardinians. I'm going, with, I'm going you, with Sardis. When you have more than one Sardisian, it's a it's a Sardi. Is that? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, I don't think that you can limit the Holy Spirit. But I do think that you have to limit a church service uh, in America, at least, because um, that's just the way our that's the way our attention spans are built. Um, but I will say, you know, kind of my cadence, and um, I'm curious what. Actually, I, I don't know that I'm going to not be able to ask questions. That's what I'm used to doing on this side of the oh, microphone. please do whatever I'm, you got to do. I'm curious when you say you're in a different space, not, yes. and I don't mean the stage, what do you mean by that? Um, so coming from, I've, I've never been a hands-raised, actively involved person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done some pretty heavy upheaval that has been shown uh, has been voiced a lot on this podcast, uh, deconstruction, what have you, kind of rebuilding, just testing everything. Mm-hmm. Worship I avoided because playing guitar and drums in the band was attached to my identity a lot, I, I think in, a, in an inappropriate way, potentially. Hmm. And so like I think I avoided... Like your thinking, ego? What? Like you have an ego about it? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, is that what you mean by inappropriate? Like I'm not there to worship. I'm here to like, hey, look at me. Yeah, or watch sometimes me, watch I, me do this. Listen to this sick lick that I did. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. How'd you know? Uh, <laughs> not, Just listen to the Holy Spirit. Not so yeah, on the not so on the nose like that. It's more subtle, and it's mm-hmm. just just realizing I have it's it's made me avoid testing what am i doing when i'm playing worship what are the people doing how are they receiving it is mm-hmm. this a show is this um so if i'm not playing and i'm at church it's sit down time for me sit down um i i can't help but watch the players mm-hmm. and just observe and see all oh, the sounds there drummer just messed up but nobody else knows <laughs> you know that kind of thing um My- I, I hear that. I do that often every time that I'm not playing and I'll be I'll look over at my wife and be like, That one over there, he's 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 not in the right key. Like he doesn't <laughs> know it, but we all have been there, you know, where everybody else yeah. is playing in A and this guy's over here in E, but that's because the other person that normally sings it happens to be sick that week. So we had to retcon everything. Right. To, Judge, um, to judgment cometh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But luckily, they could just hold the D, you know, on the keyboard. Just hold the just D. Anchor keep it. That, just anchor it. Yeah, yeah, and so it's fine. Um, yeah, and I get that. So one of the hardest things that I did was I led worship throughout all of my deconstruction. Um, but if I'm honest, until recently, uh, I, uh, I worshiped God in a much truer way. Truer is not even the right word. Uh, when I lead worship, or even when I'm involved in worship, uh, because usually, and this Sunday was one like that, um, I, I, I joked with the music minister, I was like, I take less weeks off than you do, so don't give me any crap when I need to do something. And uh, I took a, a week and a half off, basically, and then when I came back, it was refreshing uh, to come at it, for, just just being rested. 
And I often find the best times when I'm leading worship, I honestly don't care if the congregation is worshiping. I know that I am, and I'm glad if you are, but I really don't care because I know that I am. And I know that sounds selfish, but it's the best way that I can describe it. That's I, I like that. And I, I think for me, it's it's more just questioning the... Like I, I love. Hey Ryan, if you hear this, don't worry. I love playing. Keep scheduling me. It's all good. But it, it's more. <laughs> I, I questioned. I've been questioning a lot. I don't think God. I definitely don't think God is. This is something is that is required. I, I imagine myself with my girls when I'm in my best, when I am my best self, and I have these two beautiful daughters, and just when I am loving them as best as I possibly can, nowhere in my needs and vocabulary is I need them to adore me like Christians adore God and worship. And so there's a little bit of a creepy factor for me personally. I don't put that on anyone else. It's just, I imagine myself going to, to Abba as some babbling baby and like trying to do this stuff and like, there's, there's no, there's just complete acceptance for my girls. And I think God is that much more perfectly loving where it's like, it doesn't, you don't need to like sit on my lap and tell me how great I am. You're, you're mine and, and I'm yours and there's this perfect unity. So that's where I'm coming from now. Uh, so some of the adoration me to God feels just, I don't know, small and, and like, Mm-hmm. Like it's more about me and like feeling like my faith is good as opposed to what God needs. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it does, but I don't know that I like the way that you're framing the word adoration. So for me, adoration is like a superior form of love. And I truly believe that love is like a laser focused attentiveness in a way that's almost uncomfortable. Like okay. un- unbroken attention for me is what like love is. It's like if it was my daughter, and I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old daughter, um, if she's sitting in my lap, it's going to melt my heart if she says, right. you know, Daddy, I love you. Because honestly, for her, the word love is such a simple word that it has a more true meaning than if, you know, I said, I love that red shirt that you're wearing. Or I also love that these other guys have a mic stand and you don't. It's actually kind of making me laugh inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad that you're having to hold it. Um but I, I think that for me, the point of worship is to focus my attention because I know for most people when they sing, uh, the parts of the, the logical parts of your brain kind of tend to turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and fellowship, you know, with the whole congregation, uh, you know, science will show that, you know, the brains begin to kind of go on the same wavelength. Hearts often begin to syncopate together. Like there's something deeply primal and worshipful about that many people doing the same thing. Although you could get that without music. You could get that, you know, with liturgy. Uh, you can get that with a lot of things that have nothing to do with jam bands, which Even you Even a know Lady Gaga concert. Uh, well, yeah, Stefani could definitely do that for me. Gwen yeah. Stefani? Uh, no, isn't that what Stefani? What'd you say? German, Who? German Stefani Germanata, something like that. Okay, uh, uh, that's her name. <laughs> that's definitely her name. I believe it. I've never heard it before. No, it yeah. was in the credits at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, I play the 
guitar for like the you know second guitar um and i can't i can't even worship during the worship service because i'm too focused on getting the chords right but that's okay. Mm. It's okay with me There's because only four chords. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but for for me, that's okay because yeah, I'm not I'm not there. I, I could worship before and after um, service, uh, and, I, and I'm I'm there to serve the congregation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's just you know me personally. But but Zach, go to to you. Um, I think going back to what you said, uh, I, I'm not, are you? Talk, are you saying that like God doesn't want us to adore Him? I, I didn't. I didn't quite. No. I, see, this is the thing: is I'm I'm still trying to articulate this because I I love it when my kids show me love. Uh, totally. That that fills my my passion bucket, as it were. Uh, and I like to show them love as well. It's just I think I think so much of worship growing up was a thing you you should do correctly and so it becomes a thing also it's when you it's also worship is music worship mm-hmm. doesn't exist outside of playing music in church and that's a mistake in my head but growing up it, that's kind of what worship was and now for me playing playing music as worship is is almost it's such a small part of worshiping God, I think. Worship goes so much beyond the music. And so I'm coming at it from that frame and then hearing musicians and other people that I've worked with in the past talk about the idea that if you don't worship the, basically the way they like to worship, then the Holy Spirit is is not going to be present in a way that the Holy Spirit would have been present had we done it. Basically, we <laughs> didn't play the style that that person didn't <laughs> like and so that's what I, what I brought up with you're limiting the Holy Spirit. Not I agree with what you said about um, back Revelation three or whatever related to that. But it's more we confuse now we're worshiping now if we do it correctly the Holy Spirit will come and it will be amazing. Maybe it was just amazing because the the music just really kicked ass. Everybody was tight. The audience the audience there you go that's the wrong term the congregation was in it. Everybody was one. Those those sets are amazing when that happens. Mm-hmm. It also happens when you go see your favorite artist when everybody is focused on a singular thing together. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. I think that's beautiful too, by the way. But I guess I'm just looking to navigate. Uh, I think it's Walter Brueggemann talks about trees. A tree worships God by being what it was created to be, a tree in, in its treeist sense. You know, the trees, the animals, all those things worship God by being who they were created to be. And I think the same goes for uh, humanity. Oh, that's deep. That, that was deep. I hope it's Walter was... Brueggemann. If it's not, correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it either, but I like exploring it. But, but yeah. It, yeah. And so, it, Dr. Yeah. Price. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, what should we yeah. expand on? Oh, and that's up to yeah. you. Talk, um, I talk more this. about that. I, I will say this: the the last, the only part, the only worship music that I can still listen to, like in the car, are worship musics that intentionally lament. Because uh, the thing that pisses me off about all worship music is how great, how strong, how powerful, how ah, everything is so overwhelmingly, um, yay! The Patriots won. 
as opposed to like most of the Bible is a lament. And like mm. the, the song that I'm thinking of is um, like the one that recently speaks to me is, uh, I forget the name. I think it's Nothing Stands Between Us from John Mark McMillan. I don't know yeah. if you know that song or not. Yeah. But Love like the bridge, like, so like the bridge in that song, like most bridges are, you know, how great is our God? Sing with me. How great is our God? Blah, blah, blah. And his is more like, no, pretty sure I screwed up. I'm always fighting against your waves. I've been tossed and turned. I pushed against you. Um, everything's in vain. Yet you're still beside me this whole way. You know, like it's, there's yeah. a tension there. And if there's no tension for me, music for me to listen to just holds just doesn't hold interest at all. Um, but that isn't necessarily worship music either. Like that's just music period. Right. So I guess worship and with my definition would be where we see where God is in our life. So whether, whatever the music is, it's, if it speaks to you, then there's something there mm -hmm. and, and it's for you. Um, so I, I really, I like the, what's the band up North or the mm. church up North? Arcade fire. Bethel. No. I Bethel. wish, <laughs> I wish it, it was Bethel. Bethel. Like um, red I like the Bethel build up. I mean, just these, these songs that they just, they take you through and you just, you see the challenges and there's victory in the end, and mm -hmm. I, I mean, I love that, and I love the rah rah, and it's almost but, like a sexual experience. But too. I, but I also like, <laughs> but I also like what you're what you're describing, um, and and so it, that all works for me. But I, you mentioned something earlier, Zach, about worship is only in music. I mean, do you guys not believe that worship is in like your? Generous giving or your no, time. No, no, or, oh, okay. So we're just, not, you're just yeah. okay. Okay. It's not, and it's dangerous. I think. Oh, the danger is leading people into thinking this is where you get your fill of the Holy Spirit. Now go through your week, and then come back to get a fix on it again. That right. I think is dangerous and probably false advertising for the Spirit. Well, that's the entire church service, though. I know. <laughs> so, like, you can say that about just the preaching. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Or. I don't know. You can say that about the entire church service. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but you'd be able to say that about any way you do a church service. Once, once mm -hmm. it becomes, yeah. once you, you do the same thing twice in a row, you know, now you're, now you're stuck. Yeah, there's potential for abuse with everything for sure. What What can't you say in church, Seth? <laughs> for me, not much. Um, although I'm trying to figure out the best way to voice my frustration with the Methodist Church at the moment, but I've intentionally not read anything Ooh, what about part, all that. What part of the Methodist Church, or what? what? Uh, their meeting. Uh, I think they vote tomorrow on whether or not they want to include LGBTQ everything. Um, and there's like three different paths, and I'm going to very badly try to explain it, so I won't. Um, but effectively, <laughs> like they're going to meet and decide if, for the foreseeable future. Uh, we continue to just ostrich head our head in the sand or um, perhaps be inclusive. Um, either way, it, it'll probably rip that denomination apart, which is a huge I don't denomination. Get that. So, so Methodists Methodist in general, there's a lot of Methodist churches that are definitely affirming, but this is like mm -hmm. a, a, 
a worldwide yeah, this would be like, deal. Yeah, this would be, yeah, it's like their huge conference. You know, mm-hmm. like all of them are coming. Like, like if the SBC came together, which was funny today because I watched people from the SBC critiquing. This convention. Shut up. Okay. I watched yeah. SMU football when I was younger. <laughs> Yeah, that so that would be Methodist though. So you, you, there you go. <laughs> um, but like the SBC was critiquing uh, so many people that were on the Methodist, you know, what they were talking about, and I found it odd that the SBC was critiquing the sexual uh, proclivities and viewpoints of a different denomination after you know everything that's come out with them yeah, with all, with all of their sexual abuse and whatnot. Yeah, there's so. been a, a lot. I don't understand any of the we need to take a moment and talk about these people Mm -hmm. nobody comes into church like that that's a murderer that's a married couple that's nobody does any of that it's the it's the world that's created this topic and why the church is succumbing to having to focus on it makes no sense to me like there's no reason to to stop and say, well, should we, like, why have some mission statement? Like, we're all inclusive. You believe in Jesus, and you believe in that he died for our sins and was resurrected. If you believe in that, then move forward and make a friend and have a conversation. And if it, (laughs) like, comes up that, oh, you're, oh, you're having some struggles, you know, and, you know, sexually or identity problems or, like, Let's talk about life. Is it is it tough? Is it frustrating? Like, why the heck do we? I'm sorry. I'm just. It's so. It's an. It's to the point where it's annoying me that these things get pointed out, and I hate it because it shows the media shows Christians as like evil people that they are going to exclude um, somebody in the world um, from being a part of this great life. Because oftentimes we do. I know. I know. But I, I hate that it gets focused on, like the Methodists and having this moment. Like, mm-hmm. the media or, or people will shred this to pieces. And it... Well, it, it's not just them. Like, I think I know. later this year, the Mennonites are doing the same thing. And it came up a, f- a few years ago. Okay, I don't know that. And, they're like, and then they're like, yeah, so we're going to table this. We're not prepared to talk about this. Let's do it in a few years. And I'm pretty sure that comes up this year, if not in 2020. So every denomination will have to do with it. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not going anywhere, right? So, yeah, right. Uh, now, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that anyone's against um, allowing people to come into, you know, have fellowship with each other. Are you speaking to me? Yeah. I'm looking no, at, I'm, I'm looking at you. Go ahead. I know. I know. <laughs> There's this, a lot of side eye happening. I, I, <laughs> Uh, the, the the issue the issue is around is around open sin, right? Um, so I mean, would you say so? Let's say there's a a person applying for the board and they're an adulterer, right? And you go, hey, he loves Jesus. Come on in. There's be a be a leader. There's no problem here. Just love Jesus. So I'm not talking about leadership. Right, and I'm talking about just loving uh, people. Right, well, right. So, where but, at. but even then, in, uh, an, an adulterer, open, open, you know, someone you know is an adulterer is they're coming if in. If you didn't have a fr- sorry, if you didn't have a freaking building that were like this is our church and our denomination, and people were just roaming Egypt and you were having conversations with people, 
there wouldn't be this conver- this stupid conversation of yeah you could do that uh, you could do that anytime you can go to the strip mall and talk to anyone you want <laughs> that, right, that I, option is available can I interject? No, <laughs> but uh, when you uh, but when you have a congregation and you and you profess to believe in scripture and there are standards and 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 homosexuality adultery murder th- th- uh, thieving liars they're all, they're all described as, as sin and those who practice those things it's like Paul Paul tells them Paul says, don't even eat with the so-called brother who is an adulterer, who is, who is sexually immoral. So there, there are, it's not just, oh, we, we, we go to, oh, it's about love. Oh, there, there are I love the picture of the lay Miz. I love the picture of the lay Miz where grace is given and forgiveness is given and I purchased your life and go and be this great man. I love that storyline. But that storyline doesn't happen without believers stepping into well yeah but that storyline happened because they let this guy into their house and he ended up stealing from them and then kills a dude so i mean please, there's there's whenever like, you're ready there's <laughs> yeah please jump in and, you gotta and how about david and point. how about david <laughs> and this guy repents it's 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 david? when he repents <laughs> That, so speaking uh, hi seth he doesn't he doesn't hi, yeah. continue in his yeah. he no, doesn't continue so in his sin all right this so <laughs> i have this conversation often although i don't really ever have it on the internet because Facebook sucks. But um, <laughs> what I would say is, you know, Paul says this, Peter says this, James says this. Um, but all I know is that Jesus didn't seem to care. He invited all those people to the same table, and I never once heard him call people out. Matter of uh, fact, yeah, he told he, Judas, he go do what you need to do. Go do what you need to do. And when I say call people out, I mean call people out in such a way. Um, uh, well, here we go. So if we're going to, so just we'll, to, we'll laser focus it on LGBTQ, but we could honestly do it on anything. Um, if marriage is a sacrament and I won't perform that sacrament for someone that has proclivities for a different type of sexual relationship than I do, then what does that say about what I am limiting or hampering them um, from an institutional way or as a Christian way in experiencing God? Because I do know uh, sin is sin. And I do know that if, uh, you know, Christ says, if you, you know, if you, if you did it and you're, you're thinking about it, you already did it. So let's just do this. And Judas, go do what you need to do. Literally betray me so that I can, so I can get crucified. Um, Peter, bring your sword real quick so that you can literally assault this dude and cut his ear off. Although we all have to be certain that I'm sure he was going for dude's head. I mean, you don't just go for an ear. Peter messed you up just a lot. Have ba- you just have bad aim. But <laughs> they all participated in communion. They all were part of, you know, what he was trying to do. They weren't excluded. Um, but G- but Jesus says over and over to repent. Um, unless you do the will of my Father, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you, you're not. A, you, you, uh, it's those that who do the will of my Father. There are the children of God. Uh, there, there, and, and that's that's being a obedient to God's will and part of that is fleeing from sin and that sin we 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 have the list of these sins and homosexuality is listed as, is is explicitly But do you listed agree with what Seth said? No. No, that that That's it, fine. That it, yeah. Uh the the call is to repentance. It's not a call to continue in whatever sin you're doing. And so, so we'll definitely get past my knowledge of scripture, specifically on homosexuality, very quickly. Um, there are much smarter people than I do, but homosexuality as as just a verb didn't really exist then. There there were verbs to be used in both Greek and Hebrew to talk about that, and those are not the verbs 
or words that Paul used. Matter of fact, the words that he used that archetus, I don't know how to say it, A R K E N T S O N A S A I. There it is. God, did it. such a bragger. Um, I would not uh, remember it until that, he said the first that, letter. That, that word is only really used in a handful of instances, and many of them are quotations of what Paul said. If he wanted to say homosexuality, there were words for that. He didn't use those. And the dude is obviously smart. Like, he argued with the greatest minds in Rome, basically, and he didn't get killed for it. They just kind of locked him up. So he's oh. obviously intelligent enough yeah. to use the words that he wanted like, to. Like, burn he with passion for one another. Right. He, as, he didn't use those the words. Of God. He did. <laughs> so um, that's what he says. He says, yeah. so whether he uses like, so, a particular... But to get to what Jesus is talking about is... Thank you. To get to what Jesus is talking about, for me, it comes back to a hermeneutic of, is what I'm doing loving my neighbor? Is it welcoming other? Is it providing for them in the way that the kingdom of God is calling me as a Christian to help bring further shalom and beauty yeah. into the world? And if the answer is no, in any way, shape, or form, that is, for me, not the will of God for anyone's life. Well, it's, it's, not, um, loving, it's not loving to aff- affirm someone in their sin and, and, to, and to tell them that they can continue in it. That's hey, that, not loving. You've got that, Scott, and you've affir- you've just go. That. Don't you don't have to coddle times. me. Just t- say whatever you're gonna say. No, I would like you. I would like you <laughs> no, to table just, that argument. Just right go now. then. Go. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to, Scott. I'm saying go. So, I, Scott, I'm good that you're good with that. Um, for me, that comes down to what we're going to define as a sin. Um, uh, so it's fine. I'm entirely open and affirming. So, and I'm good with it. Yeah, and that's I'm assuming you that's not you coming out of the closet as affirming pun intended that you've you're already kind of known as uh, that at your church. N- uh yeah, in my church, yeah, but over, you know, the last decade or so, that's not the that's not the me that existed 20 years ago. Yeah. Um so Yeah, I'm, I I resonate with that like so you're what church what, what type of church are you at? Right now, yeah, Baptist Church. Baptist, okay. Cooperative Baptist. So then, take us back to the beginning. Like, you did you grow up Baptist? How'd you grow up spiritually? Uh, I like, grew. Where'd you come out of? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up um, in a, I believe it was called a regular Baptist church, but it was an offshoot of the Southern Baptist uh, Convention Church in the middle of West Texas. Um, you know, my dad went to school at Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College. Uh, which was a very, very, very fundamentalist, fundamentalist um, offshoot there, uh, like like Bob Jones, and then a little further maybe. And um, see now I'm jealous. All I have is the water because I'm out of beer. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and so I'll for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hateful. Um, and yeah, yeah, you taste it for me as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so had. Had all that in there, so everything that you would see, you know, um, you know, total inerrancy of Scripture. Uh, if you're Christian, you have to be Republican, basically, at least in Texas. Amen. Uh, right? Yeah, and and you have to vote early and often. Uh, Scott doesn't actually believe that. No, that's Scott what the Democrats say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so that's kind of what I grew up with, and then I left from there uh, and went to Liberty. And didn't really know any better, and it honestly that I, nothing changed at Liberty. If anything, it cemented what what I always thought was true. You know, let's do five point Calvinism. Although 
whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, total inerrancy and this is wrong and this is wrong. It was a lot of me telling other people that they were wrong and nothing I said could ever be wrong. It's always your fault. Always your fault. That reminds and me of somebody. Like, well, no, I, that's I got, what I'm saying. Are just, you, you guys are yeah. telling me I'm wrong. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> as I got, I said, I said I was fine that we just, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then as I got further away from college and mostly when I had kids, uh, I began to see God differently. Because um, honestly, there was a, there's emotions in me that I don't think worked the way they do now before I had kids. Like, I never experienced anger the way that I do now when I have kids. I never experienced love or grief or yeah. loss or anything. It's a force multiplier. Uh, beyond, yeah, yeah. Everything that you ha- can have with a spouse is just amplified in, honestly, sometimes unhealthy ways. Yeah. So that changed my view on, just changed the way that I saw God. And then as many people do, you know, one thing comes out, one little block comes out of the Jenga and eventually you realize, oh, I don't even have to build a tower with this. I can build whatever the hell I want. Yeah. I can, I can build a wall. I don't, uh, that's a bad metaphor yeah. for today's, <laughs> for today, but that's not. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 That's, uh. that's good. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like that for me. You're, you're describing a little bit of my story. Where I, the, the foundation, definitely, you pull a couple good Jenga pieces out, and it just all starts to go, and mm. and uh, I'm just amazed that did you was there a time where you left or you've kind of maintained this? You've been able to operate in and amongst your people while all mm. this stuff is going on. There wasn't a time that I left because I really enjoyed leading worship at my church. But there was, I don't know, probably four years that I faked it really well. Because when you grow up in that culture, I, I know the answers to the test. Like I can, I, can, I can fake this all day, but it wasn't genuine. Yeah. But it got to a point where I could no longer enjoy even going to be a part. I couldn't fellowship anymore. I couldn't even really be friends because I wasn't genuine with anyone. I wasn't, I wasn't any, any way close to truthful. Mm. So, and, and then honestly... Um, our current pastor, I ended up being asked to be on his search committee uh, during all of this. And so he, um, he had said something in a sermon on uh, unasked questions are entirely more dangerous than badly answered ones. And then we just, you know, developed a relationship where I could ask him questions. And I realized, oh, I'm not going to get kicked out of this church. I can actually, all right, fine. I'm not sure Mary was a virgin. Let's just start there. And he's like, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's go. So it was just freeing, entirely freeing. And he meant it too. Like the que- like you can ask the questions. He actually yeah. meant it. That you didn't tread yeah, to and areas. Usually, usually he'd be like, so here's three books, three different views, read them all, and then we'll talk about them. Like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to give you an answer to parrot. There's so a dude with gonna wisdom really, right there. You're going to need to wrestle this, I guess. Yeah. That's why, I guess that's why he's faster. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were all like that. I definitely got a... Uh, from a real good friend that I trust with a lot. I he, I only had like one or two people that during this, I would go with the questions that were coming up and he al- always appreciated all the questions and stuff. But then a few times it's like, oh, now you, you want to be careful. Like easy, easy. You're coming towards that edge. And there's there's the, yes, please ask questions, but there's a limit to it. And it sounds like you had a little more freedom because all truth is God's truth as far as I'm concerned. So if you welcome that and encourage people, just 
keep it open. Don't settle. Don't don't attach yourself emotionally to where you have to have like an answer, closed fist, case closed. If you just kind of loosen your grip on things and you you're free to explore and you know you're you're completely loved and accepted, that's that's the way to go as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Yeah, if I could close my fist around any truth of God and be arrogant enough to think that I'd figured it out, um, A, I would be Calvinist, and B, that's a tiny God and one entirely unworthy of worship. Yeah. I will admit, though, I'm pretty close to being a Calvinist. If it's just like, if if limited atonement, we're just unlimited, I think I'm okay. There are three, there are <laughs> three and four-point Calvinists. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I am. Yeah, every so often, every so often, you buy a bad group of bulbs at Home Depot or Lowe's, and you know when they come up, they don't have all five points, and that's fine. They're still tulips. <laughs> but, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and uh, when there's a, I think there's a difference between questioning and going to someone and kind of going and everything that evangelicalism stands for is BS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I get the feeling that there are a few people, at least in the deconstruction movement, um, loosely you know loosely movement. Uh, they, th- they throw baby Jesus out with the doubt bathwater. Yeah, that they 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 have in their mind they're questioning, but when the question comes out, it's like Mary Mary wasn't a virgin. It's like, well, is it, that's not a question. That's that's like you've come to a conclusion <laughs> on that already. Um, or the you know the guest we had on uh, the other day uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, doesn't really believe in the resurrection. Um, mm. So is that a question or is that a conclusion you've come to? And now you're you're asking to still be part of the you know part of the family. Um, when you know there's a just you you've moved beyond that questioning step, yeah. Um, so I don't you know. It's just an observation, yeah. and it's I not mean, everybody. But so when I think when you move from one dogma to replace it with another, that's still as poorly constructed a faith as it was when you began with. You just basically flipped the dogma. Um, to, unless you have some really good answers on, you know, I read this and then I was reading on Arrhenius and then Origen said this as well. And there's that whole thing in Mark. And then really like the, no one else really talks about it as a virgin. That's really more of an Augustine original sin thing with some of his baggage that he brought in from his other garbage. Unless you have a lot of context just to come out and say, she's not a virgin. Your Easter sucks. She's not a virgin. <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it is what it, I mean, it's, that's to replace one piece of dogma with another is is honestly it's a waste of time. Why'd you even switch? At least at least you knew the answers in one, and now you're just now you're just an arrogant person. Yeah, that's my frustration <laughs> with uh, some of my more because I guess I would probably be seen depending on the issue as kind of progressive theologically, and mm-hmm. my frustration with progressive Christians. Some of them is that, Scott, where their fundamentalism that they hated and they reject, they move to a new fundamentalism. And I'm like, no, don't you see? You just came from that. Let go of that. Like you're doing what you hate about your past and what you hate other people do. It doesn't mean you don't have strong theological opinions. It's just it's how you hold them and how you let other people hold theirs. That's the key. 
Yeah. Right. And and yeah, just remember at, at some point uh, the the evangelicalism you know comes out of the Protestant movement and. At one point, the Protestants were saying, ah, you guys should hold this loosely. Yeah. All, all progress comes through heresy. At some point, you got to have heretics to have progress. Right, Scott? That's what Scott always says. <laughs> You'll be deemed a heretic by somebody. Yeah, that's, that's true for sure. <laughs> yeah, I said something to somebody similar. A few, no, I think I was talking with Brian um, McLaren. And I'd asked him something about it. It's some quote that I can't remember off the top of my head from some German theologian, which basically was, you know, everybody is someone else's heretic. You know, for, mm-hmm. for the Catholics, Martin Luther's the heretic. For someone else, Mark Driscoll's the heretic, to bring it full circle. <laughs> we were just for, talking about for, it. For, yeah. for, for, for someone else, you know, I'm the heretic. Yeah. For, for someone else, that guy that definitely doesn't believe in the resurrection, definitely a heretic. Yeah. Or, or you know, whatever it is. But everyone is somebody's heretic. It, it's the failure to admit that. That I, if if the church can't figure out how to stop being such jerks about it, uh, I, I think that evangelicalism, when my kids are my age, will be like the Mennonites are now or the Amish are now. Like, yeah, that's, those people are nice. Like, they're pretty quaint. They do their they do their thing. They have some great bake sales, and it's gonna they're they're nice people. <laughs> like, if they can't if they can't figure it out, at least the version of Protestantism that exists now, I don't think it'll exist if they can't figure out how to stop bickering. Uh, like a like a Fox News segment, you know, if they can't, if we can't figure it out, mm-hmm. I don't. I honestly, I honestly think it'll break. Um, yeah, personally. Yeah. So, how are you doing on time? You have a few more minutes. I know it's so, late. I mean, the entire family's asleep. So okay. I usually stay up till like I don't know, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Where are so, you? I am in Virginia. Ah. No, I meant. Central are you in Virginia. a basement? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also in a basement Are you? in Virginia. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I live right outside the Blue Ridge, um, the Blue Ridge Mountains there, like dead center of uh, Skyline Drive. Oh, yeah. Right outside of Charlottesville, I'm going to act Virginia. like I know what you're talking about. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it's like in those lists. You know, you get those lists from the Chamber of Commerce that says, like, these are the 10 most beautiful places in America oh, to watch nice. fall foliage. We're always in the top 10. Right. Not always the top but we should be. A little bit of pride from Mr. <laughs> Price there. From, yeah, from the Texas City guy pride. that was transplanted <laughs> to Virginia. <laughs> you experience all the seasons, though. That's cool. We don't get that. I don't like it. No. I don't like it. No. I don't like to be cold. Do you know Daniel Tosh, <laughs> the comedian? I know that name. Taking I've never once watched hell. this show. I, I do. I'm going to butcher. <laughs> he has a joke that I'll poorly recreate, but it's talking about seasons and how people talk about, I just love all the seasons and I just want to experience the seasons. And he's like, yeah, I do too. That's why I moved to a place that skips the shitty ones. So <laughs> that's yeah, kind of where I, we're at. I, I hate, I hate being cold. Like the other day, a few weeks ago, it was like four. And I don't mean that as an exaggeration, like legitimate four. And I think the high was eight. <laughs> now that's unseasonable here, but it's happened like three times this year. Wow. And I'm a little pissed off about it. Like, I just don't like, I can turn on a fan and the way that sweat works, like it cools you off, right. but it, it's, it's so hard to get cold and it's really expensive to get, <laughs> yeah. to get warm. Yeah. It's it just really up. expensive. So let's talk about your podcast a little bit. Okay. Um, can I say this in church? Correct. Mm-hmm. Can I say this at church? At church. That works. Okay. At yeah. I probably should have done in because most people say that. I bet you're correct. It's too though. late now. I'm I'm a guy with learning disabilities, so you're probably right, and I'm wrong. <laughs> That's probably good. 
probably what happened was the domain name was already taken, and so I had to switch it. That's probably <laughs> okay. what happened. All right. Thanks for making me feel good. <laughs> uh, so why why your podcast in a, in a world with a billion podcasts? Why mm-hmm. start one? What made you do that? Uh, so you were talking about earlier that you had a couple of friends that would allow you to question. Mm-hmm. And so I have a small group of five or uh, six now, but it was five for the longest time of, uh, back when, and so you dated yourself earlier, I'll date mine. So when I started Facebook, you had to go to school and you had to go to the appropriate school or your school wasn't allowed to get on Facebook. And so Liberty was on that list of you can enroll in Facebook. Oh, and we've had like a, you didn't know that? Uh-uh. Yeah, you couldn't just sign up. Like oh it was gosh. for schools. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's oh, yeah, yeah. When it started, yeah. it started for college, yes. That's why. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. So um, we have a thread that goes back years. And I mean, in this thread, we've talked about, you know, whoever was struggling with divorce or porn or we had a miscarriage or whatever. And we talk about politics and we'll talk about religion. And we just began voicing that out. And one of them encouraged me. He's like, you should write all this down, which I did. And then we would talk it out. And we tried to get together every so often and in person because we're all spread up and down the East Coast. And then we would talk it out. And then eventually we would record it. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to edit it. I'll put it on iTunes. And it was more cathartic for me. I honestly figured nobody would listen, but it's pretty inexpensive to do a podcast mm-hmm. unless people start to listen and then it gets more expensive but uh i mean yeah i picked the wrong like hosting i had to move all that to somewhere else because i didn't know you had to pay for that bandwidth yeah this sucks i just hit netflix button and watch stuff i didn't know that somebody had to pay for that and um so really it was cathartic for me uh to and and it's a way that it continually makes me engage in new ideas whether or not i agree with them so i'm constantly having to learn um but I'm I'm glad that other people like it, but mostly I do it for me. Yeah, I, I resonate with that. It felt when we started, it was more just we are drinking. There's one mic in the center of the table. It sounds terrible, and we just start talking. <laughs> uh, but I've changed so much since then. I'm sure you guys have changed. Um, I haven't it, changed at all. Probably not. Actually, I'm the only one that's willing to progress. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Scott. <laughs> So, no, so y'all aren't drinking enough beer then if you're not changing. It must you need, not be. You need to increase the intake. Okay, I take that back. I have been changing. I wore a shirt today that fit just fine five years ago, mm-hmm. and it was super tight. I couldn't even put my hands <laughs> over my head. So too much beer then. You need to go back to natural ice. Natural <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's awful. I love that it's you like don't It's like 30 cents for a pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> you had some great guests, though. That's one of the things that surprised me at first. You start a podcast, you show some degree of intentionality, and you just reach out to people. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times they say, yeah, if they can do it, they will. They're just regular people. But you just have to ask. That's been the biggest surprise. Well, the reason I asked for guests was I quickly realized I'm not that smart. And so these are going to be like five-minute episodes. But I have more questions than I have information to give. Um but yeah, like I, one of my one of the first guests that I emailed was Robin Perry mm-hmm. uh, about you know evangelical universalism, and I can remember the subject line. Like it literally said, I, I think it said, "Let's chat." I'm assuming you'll say yes because you seem like a nice guy. Yeah. And like it was three, it was like three lines of, "Here's what I want to talk about. Let me know." And he's like, "Sure." Yeah. And that's what I'm finding over and over. Like it doesn't matter who I email or call; they're so gracious with their time. Yeah. Like, 
as long as they don't feel like you're out there to, oh, you said this, I got you. I got you now and it's on audio. I got you. Mm-hmm. Um, like As long as you're genuine, I have yet to find many people, except for Richard Rohr. Richard, I know you're listening and you hurt me. Well, I mean, he's busy, but most people are like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. You know, I can't do it until May, but let's do it. Did you get a decline so, from Richard Rohr or is it just like maybe you just have her got, back? I've got like, no, I've got like seven of them. Yeah. So I got, I got the book. I reached out and they sent me a copy of the book and what? I was told to, I, I don't know, maybe I just got Seth, the right person. Seth, we're pretty big. We have no, three but, yeah. I was yeah. I was told to reach <laughs> out once I... Deal started digging into it and I, I haven't, you know, that's still needs to happen, but I know he's just so that'd be what that would be a total nerd out for me if I had mm-hmm. him and I would, I would struggle to maintain composure kind of like Greg Boyd. We had Greg Boyd on and that was great. He's such a good guy, but I was lo- one of the smartest people I've ever talked to. What's that? He's one of the smartest oh, yeah. people I've ever talked to. Yeah. I was definitely outclassed and outmatched. Not that we were debating or anything, but I, I don't think, I was prepared as I could have been, uh, but maybe mm-hmm. that's just talking to one of the best minds in the business. There was, I can remember, I tell this story often to people when they'll ask who was the hardest one, and he's definitely on the top of the list. There was something he was explaining about open theism, and we had the video on, and actually since then, I usually don't turn the video on, uh, so I don't look like I'm confused. And he was like, stay with me, Seth. Like, I can see stuff dripping from your ears, but stay with me. I'm going to bring... And I was like, oh. And I left it in. I was like, I should edit this out. No, I'm not. I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) And I was like, man... But I still have re-listened to that episode. And I'm like, I still don't... Grape, I still don't understand. I don't don't understand. (laughs) But, yeah. Oh, well. So they sent you the Cosmic Christ book then? I got not the final version, but I got one that's... uh, I think it's downstairs. I, just need, I need to know how you wrote that little email to him. That's what I need. I, I just will need to redo it. I will forward you. The <laughs> hey, per- buddy, BBB Pod here. <laughs> I will Could you definitely. Come on? <laughs> I'll, I'll share you afterwards. I'll, I'll send yeah. you who I emailed. Maybe and okay. if it's a different person, try them. Yeah, I'm honestly at the point where if I talk to Richard, great. I'm just thankful that he exists. Yeah, uh, and and what he writes. I don't always agree with everything he writes, but that's fine. Right. Um, but if I don't talk with him. That's fine. Yeah. I feel the same way about Pete Inns that you do about Richard Rohr. Like, I miss the window for getting on the launch team to get the book and mm-hmm. kind of get your foot in the door. And I can't, I'm not even sure how to get a hold of that guy. And I know you just, that was you, your last episode, right? That's uh, today's episode. Yeah, it just yeah. came out. I'm, that's, yeah. that, he was super helpful. Speaking of deconstruction, that's one dude that helped me not jump straight off the cliff and just ditch everything. What I appreciate him about him is his is his sarcasm. Yeah. I really appreciate his sarcasm. And I don't know if y'all have read. Have you gotten his newest book? It came out, I think, no. last week. The footnotes themselves are like... Sarcastic? They're written... Well, but they're written intentionally to the people that write, that read footnotes. I'm sure he knows that most people see the one and they don't care. They don't ever go back right. to see what, you know, what it... But it says like stuff like, children, if you're still reading this... I love you. I didn't really mean what I said, like back on page 13. And like, there's a part where he's talking about like the temple and its creation. He's like, yeah, most people say 56, whatever, whatever. But there's a lot of people that say it's 28 and 32 and 46. So here you go. Now you can be the arrogant prick. And the next time people are talking about how smart they are. Like he just, yeah. I don't know. They, the, the footnotes are, they're the best part of the book. That's great. So, yeah. But no, most people are willing. Um, 
just willing to come on and talk. Um, I mean, about God. Like, well, but honestly, I could have worse hobbies. I could have <laughs> yeah. much worse hobbies. So yeah. So who's who's somebody besides Roar? Who's somebody you really would want, and why? Selfishly for you. Uh, to talk to on the show, yeah. um, I want to talk to uh, the Archbishop of the Anglican Church here in the states. I can't think of uh, Curry. Is that his name, Bishop Michael Curry? I think that's his name. I'll go um, with you on that. He's the one that preached at the at the royal wedding. Oh yeah, okay, that guy. I know that guy. Uh, yeah, the guy that came on that was basically supposed to pray, and instead he's like, "Let me tell you about Jesus." Yeah, yeah. Um, I just really want to talk with him. I've, I've yet to email him, yeah. but. Um, if I could talk with anyone that's him, mostly because I haven't spoke to an Anglican and I would like to, like my goal is to speak to every religion possible. Like this year I'm going to try to speak to Hindus and a bunch of other religions that aren't, I need to get out of my bubble and, and hear what other people have to think about the world. Yeah. So we did, uh, we did talk to Bob Faby. He's, he's an Anglican in, uh, where is he out of? I can't remember. I'm blanking. Arizona. Maybe Arizona. St. Louis, Arizona, something? Or something no. like that. Small town. He, Did you say St. Louis, Arizona? St. Louis to Arizona. He's had a double IPA, so I think the two got lost <laughs> in the uh, syllable. <laughs> Maybe a small town like Montana to Arizona. I forget. Anyway, I think he's in Arizona. Man, so what, g- give me something. Did you breathe like you're going to talk? Nope. Go for it. No. No? No. Okay. He was just bur- he was just burping. No, <laughs> neither. <laughs> so... Do you have any idea of, is there something right now you're kind of wrestling with that's kind of under the, sur- under the surface that you know might be shifting? And this could be take it outside of religion if you want or keep it within. What's something that you kind of have held a little bit tightly that you think might be shifting? Mm, I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that. Uh, that's what I do. Yeah. this is This is how you know that you're... That you're a big deal. That's why they sent you a book because of questions like that. Um, uh, so one of the things that I'm dealing with a lot is currently is is, and I'll keep it religious because that's mostly what I do in my spare time. So I am reading pretty much only the apocrypha recently, mm. like books that aren't in my Bible because I feel like they, like I I don't understand the canon in a way that I need to. And it makes me feel like I'm intentionally, I've intentionally been kept away from some form of knowledge because some smart guy one time said that it isn't inspired. But I don't trust him for the same reason I question everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, I have intentionally just been reading uh, the Apocrypha. I don't know what that will break apart. I have everything recently has, has um, everything that's fallen away has, has broken into parts of religion for me that are entirely grander uh, and less concrete than anything I would have ever espoused before, like cosmic Christ and, um, you know, Lectio Divina and the exam and like things that are centered more in contemplation and in, and in my personal relationship with a God of a universe as opposed to God of humanity. Mm-hmm. That's really. I'm glad you had an answer because it. I'm asking. It's almost like asking you to predict the future. Most people, their bent is to maintain and protect what they're what the, where they're already at, and so they don't. That's no fun. I know, but it's it feels safe, <laughs> and so most people don't venture out. I love that you had an answer uh, prepared yeah. to the question. Well, I didn't send you ahead of time. 
<laughs> well, I mean, most of my most of my questions come from my kids, and I, I assume all of I assume all of you have kids. Two out of three that we know of. No, nope, I refuse. You, you, I said, get back you in there. Refuse. You. Wow. No, okay. Scott doesn't. He doesn't have. He's a child of God, but he does not have his own children. That's okay. That's okay. He can live vicariously through yours, but. Um, my kids ask questions about God at a level that require me to answer the question without logic. And when I can't answer the question without logic, that's usually the next thing that I'm like, why? Like, I obviously don't, I don't understand enough about this facet of God if I can't explain it to a six-year-old, which, which will make me angry. And hmm. then I'll just dive off the deep end yeah. on just that. So... Like, and, and even just, I mean, this is an easier one, and I could explain it to my nine-year-old son, but not to my six-year-old. The other day, she asked my wife on, like, um, she's like, what, what are Adam and Eve's first name? And then how come we don't all have the same last name? Like, if this is the way yeah. families work, shouldn't everyone have the same last name? Yes, but no, and crap yeah I, so i still can't even explain <laughs> genesis one and two well enough to my six-year-old um to not break a concept of god for her but also adequately answer the question i i, I don't like punting questions so if you gotta so. ad lib it's it's adam price it's eve <laughs> price evelyn mm -hmm. as she was called back then i mean just just make it up <laughs> as you're going along <laughs> Evelyn, and then Juanita. Juanita was not enough about Juanita. Yeah. Well, they didn't need last names. There are only two people. There couldn't be like Bar Adam because there's no father. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or son well, of. What I, I can't tell. I can't tell true. my. I can't tell my daughter. You know. Right. Well, Adam's more of a metaphor, which is you know why Paul says right. Adam. But whoa, you can't whoa, say it to a whoa! No, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> You're shattering things um, for Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Have, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one more. This is it. Okay. Uh, you're entering the gates of the New Jerusalem, those beautiful gates that will never be shut, and you're walking in and you get somebody to walk in with you, living or dead. Who is that person and what walk-in music are you listening to as you're walking in the gates of the New Jerusalem? Assuming this <laughs> is a literal thing that takes place and you get to walk in... <sighs> Everybody walks in one at a time and gets their own walk-in um, music. So I don't know the name of the song, but the only walk-in music that has ever spoken to me is there's, I believe it's a DMX song that is just yes. a really dark bell toll or maybe a Nas song. I forget which one it is. And it's just, a, and boxers walk into it often. But like the entire arena. <laughs> yeah, no, not that. No, nobody's going to be barking in, in the New Jerusalem. Uh, and I can't think of the song, but it's like really, really dark bass notes and then just like a, a high note bell that rings for like 30 seconds. And I, I'll have to find, I'll send it Do to you. Do it, because I, I would, I'll underlay it. I'll put a little, a little <laughs> <Sure>. snippet under. <laughs> I'll I'll find it. Boxers walk into it often, which I don't know why. I just always like that. Like when, like you know that it's about to go down. Like stuff is real. Yeah. We're here. We go. We're here. Yeah. Let's do this. Thing. And who's this? Whatever we're doing, it's it's going down. <laughs> and who's escorting now. you in? Um. Gosh. Um. Shoot. I don't know. Does it have to be a person? It, it could, could be a, 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 a what an animal, centaur, or a <laughs> unicorn, or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just like to roll up in there with my dog. Okay. 
Centaurs are people too. Uh, I mean, <laughs> centaurs are people too. I mean, the correct answer is my is my bride. You know, my wife. Well, that's assumed. But you I can't. You can't. Yeah, say that. I assume that for you. Yeah, I can't say nope. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, even though you're, even know. though you're Some, the third somebody, person to say that, but you know, really, yeah, we'll edit that out. So I'd like to go oh, with someone great. smarter. I want to go. Let's do this. Let's let's do. You said I don't edit. It's done. It's it's live. It is what it is. <laughs> um, now I, how about this? I'd like to walk in with whoever it was that invented the atom bomb. Ooh. Einstein? Or, I mean, he had a part. Well, he he had a played a part, in yeah. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. Whoever it was at the Manhattan Project that did it on a small scale, and he's like, oh. I did it. Um, Theodore Lorensky. Theodore yeah. Lorensky. Uh, yeah. uh, so I don't know who totally it is, that but, but that person. Like, walk in with, you know, I'm walking in, so hopefully I'm, you know, redeemed. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm restored. Yeah. And then walk in with the exact inverse. I am the creator of death. Here we go. We're walking in together. Wow. Okay. That's great. Okay. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> We've had some good ones. I, we got Richard Dawkins. I like the thought right? behind Heisenberg? Uh, no, that wasn't Breaking Bad. I don't bad. know who it is. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's a real... I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I am, I, that's I Am the One That Knocks, but that's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> all right, so give us your credentials. How do people get a hold of you? Talk to you, download you, all that stuff. Uh, well, you can find me uh, personally on Twitter at Mr. Seth Price. You can find my podcast at Sistac, which is an acronym. And if you don't know how those work, that's your fault. Um, but it's at Sistac Podcast on Twitter. That's where I'm more active because I get to be snarky. Uh, it's on Facebook because that's the the beast that you have to feed as well but everywhere you can find all the links at just can i say this at church.com okay well, we'll have all that in there i really appreciate Great. your time appreciate yeah, thank you, you and what yeah, you're doing thanks thanks Seth. you, you yeah. stood up to scott well and you handled his barrages thank you <laughs> well that i i have a feeling that conversation happens often enough i mean i have it often yeah. enough so it it is what it is yeah. i'm i'm totally so there are people at my church on both sides people in my family on both sides mm-hmm. um I just don't, I don't need to agree with everybody, yeah. nor do I expect them to. Um, so it is what it is. Yeah. Well, if you time. would say hello to your great, 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 great grandparents, uh, Adam and Eve Price, if you would, <laughs> for <laughs> us. Sorry. For you. Well, I mean, I guess you could do the same then, right? Well, he's not going, he's not going where you're going. <laughs> no, I'm not going, I'm not going there. <laughs> so I'm curious, what are y'all's answers to that final question? Oh, that's good. Mine changes. I know the music. I really love. I love the Who. The Who has a special place in my heart. Um, that was the first CD I bought with my own money with my dad under my dad's tutelage. I'm like, Dad, what's a good rock album? And he's like, Who's next by the Who? And so that's kind of perennially my my favorite album, and it's. It's hard to go against the scream at the end of Won't Get Fooled Again, uh, which is, I think they used that in one of the CSIs. They use, Probably the original one. I don't, I don't know. But there's that scream. So, I mean, you can't use a song that's used on the America's Geriatric Network. <laughs> you just can't do that. I know, I know. Well, I, I think I have original cred going back to my childhood for that one. If I had to pick a different one, I'm not sure. I'd have to think about that. Um, right mm. now, I've been listening to a lot of Wolfpack, which is this funkish rock, rocky, funky, poppy band that's current. But 
They're all over the map. I don't have a song for you. I never never heard of them. Okay. Just so imagine saying Wolfpack in German. <laughs> Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Do you have an answer to Seth's question? Um, is, yeah. yeah, I think so. That's great. Uh, I'm going to walk into Rebel Yell. <laughs> Rebel <laughs> Yell by Billy Idol with Madonna okay. by my side. So Nice. Just like that. <laughs> what, what, how old is Madonna rebel- when she was? Yeah, in? yeah. What age? Yeah. Oh, 19. Okay, good. Like good. a virgin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Truth uh, and grace. All right, yeah, Scott, you? I'm sure she wasn't a virgin. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> well, because her Italian father had, you know, yelled at her for getting pregnant, but continue. Uh, I saw the video. Yeah, the song I guess would be uh there's an August Burns Red song called Separating the Seas. That'd probably be the song I'd walk into. Um, and then the guy from high school who led me to Christ. I think that's that's who I would. Uh... Yeah, nice. was there a third question? No, that was it. Just two that questions. Yeah, that's just good. two. Just two an answer. Questions. It led yeah. you in. Okay. All right. I, and to my future I, wife. I think I would you're walk on the in. list too, but I can't say that. Your oh, future wife. Here it is. <laughs> Zach, oh, I morphing. I am blank. I'm blanking on names, but some somebody that was put to death for their faith, and then they're they've got that big ass grin on their face, walking in with me like, "I told you so." You know, I, I was good. You guys didn't think I was good. You <laughs> killed me. So he would be telling you, "I told you." No, so? he'd be he'd be he'd have kind of a smirk on his face as he's walking. Just in. the representation. A proud of... look of. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't so think just walking in doing this, yeah. just looking, yeah, just a little chest bump and, and pointing up, yeah, and respect, you. Yeah. respect, yeah, because I know I, I would be, and we all probably would hold. There's some view that in the wrong period of time you're born into, you'd be killed for or persecuted for. So, I like the redemption uh, aspect. Yeah, of that. it could be today in certain countries for sure. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it is DMX, and that's kind of making me mad. It's it's who Mike Tyson walked into when he was fighting Botha, and it's right after he got out of prison. Oh, okay. Do you know the song? But No, that's just who he was fighting. It's been rolling around in the back of my okay. head. I remember watching it on HBO at pay-per-view at one of those places, you know, you tell your parents, I'm going to hang out with a friend when really you're going to drink beer and watch something you're not supposed to be watching. Yeah. On pay per view, yeah. and fifty dollars was a lot that's of a, money. Back that's then. a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, every everybody chips yeah. in. And we buy a case of the cheapest beer possible. Natty Red Ice, Dog. Red Dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely Red Dog. Maybe Natty Ice, but um, yeah. All but, right. But anyway, good times. Thank you. Thank good. you so much. Seth. I've enjoyed it. Thanks yeah, for having me on. Seth. Yeah, Appreciate love it. what you're doing. Keep doing it. You're making the world a better place. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you got it. Y'all too. We'll talk soon. Y'all too. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening to y'all's Raphael Polendo episode oh, nice. this morning. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see him tonight. Did you get to so. the birth story? <laughs> I, I haven't finished oh, it. You got to get um, there. <laughs> to the birth, his birth story. Well, it, it, him and his <laughs> wife. Oh, that's, he's transitioning. Yeah. It's it's teased. <laughs> graphic. It's teased at the very top of the episode. It, the cold open, as it were, is talking about mm-hmm. him and his wife and how they gave birth at home. Accidentally. She gave birth at home, and it wasn't supposed to Accidentally? Happen. How do you accidentally get oh, birth? Oh, there's a baby like, on the floor. I mean, teaser alert. <laughs> I mean, my wife has given birth three times. Each time we knew what was yeah, happening. She, th- like, this is a- she had a lot to eat. She thought she was a little bloated. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scott at Rose
<laughs> oh, that's so Gracious. good. Gracious. Well, good. All right. Well, I'll give you back to your families. Appreciate Adios. it. That was good. Hey, guys. Sorry I said shut up. Uh, I apologize. My bad. It was just... I. I just wanted him to talk. Yeah, yeah, it's like, um, look, if just just go with whatever. You don't have to go. Hey, Scott, it's time now. It's time to go, go Betty by Scott. It's past your bedtime.